0: Gregory down there.
1: What is going on? Um, oh, you talking. You're talking to another Gregory. I thought somebody else mattered other than me. Come on now. I don't like that. You going you, you have got to change your right um, So welcome you to Loud Mouse. That was a uh that <laughs> was a
0: uh, hefty opening. Uh My name is Shan, that is Greg, and Live Mouse Stereo is the actual podcast. Um, This will be on our podcast platform. You can find our podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. We uh, issue out our podcast on Red Circle. So if you click the link above, you'll be able to see all of our other episodes, and you can donate to the show if you like. We also have a Live Mouse Stereo shop. Uh, With Teespring. So if you Google and you put in Limeout Stereo shop, you'll see our merch and all of that goodness. If you want any updates, just hashtag Limeout Stereo pod on Twitter or IG and you'll see everything pop up that you need to know. Tonight, we are focusing on what is an NFT and what do I need to know. So I saw what you gave me through text and it's basically (laughs) similar. I have more questions than I have answers so Mm -hmm. um through it i know people will come in and out uh being that this is a subject topic and not very broad but at the same Mm -hmm. time i think if people listen to this later on Mm -hmm. it'll basically wipe out any like question major question marks people have about this nft shit that are not really techie
1: absolutely and you know i'm the techie so Yeah, I have to deal with that shit. But yeah, I'm ready for this.
0: So throughout the episode, I will be saying we are learning. Do not Mm -hmm. take legal financial advice. We are not professionals. Um, This is a quickie, meaning we're not going to cover everything that is NFT, but we Mm -hmm. will cover the basis of it. Um, self-education is the best education there is, so don't just sit here and take our word for it, period. Yep. Okay. So, um, you know, I've been studying this NFT stuff and this crypto stuff. By the way, your crypto episode was pretty good. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I, enjoyed it. I enjoyed the feedback from two women who did it slightly differently, but had their own Experiences that they gave in tips. I think that's what people need up front is the tips to watch out for. Um, so no. if anybody is interested in details on crypto, um check out Young Black and Bothered, the crypto episode is pretty good. Um okay, so first things first, what is a NFT?
1: Let, uh, what do you think what do you what do you think an nft is because I, I think like when i explain it to you like it'll add some context okay, so, but i want you to come with like a uh, idea of what, what you i
0: think, think an NFT is, is an nft is basically any original um art creation or something digital that can be passed by file that is owned or different that someone would want to sell. Hmm. Because, yeah. because when 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 you look it up, it says a non-fungible token. But at the same time, you're gonna have people that like, what is fungible? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Um, and it's it's like constant education the deeper you go. So basically. NFTs are basically anything that can be collected in a digital world. So if you think, you know, can you see it? Can you touch it? Can you listen to it? I feel like it has the ability of being an NFT. Someone just put the first house as an NFT to sell it today.
2: Yep.
0: So um, I feel like because we're moving digitally and I had a conversation with my mom today about this. Because she was mm-hmm. like, she was like, I want to get all my grandchildren journals. I said, for what? She was like, I just want them to get in the habit of journaling and writing so we can talk to each other. I said, Mom, we're moving into a digital world. So
2: mm-hmm.
0: I was thinking today, I said, I can't remember what my dad's voice sounds like or her mom's voice. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people in my family don't have physical pictures. From back then. Um, because yeah. it was lost by moving and shit. Life happens, right? But yep. digitally is the only way to really hold on to old things or ideas. And I told her, you're better off talking and sharing and having discussions with your grandchildren through maybe a voice note or um talking about your experiences or a phone call or something that's recorded that can be played back later, you know what I'm saying? Because you're not going to be here forever, not to be dark. But at the same time, that's why I love podcasting, because I'm always thinking like my great, great grandchildren listen to this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They don't have to. Yeah. What what was what did, was she like? What was her personality like? Uh, what did she look like? pictures can only do so much but if you can listen to me talk about different things i feel like that's a better gift than something physical oh this was my great great grandmother's necklace or this was my grandfather's you know favorite coat or or something like that so when it comes to like nfts it's basically the future of ownership i feel like mm-hmm exactly Uh, it's the future of having uh wealth outside of the american dollar outside Mm -hmm. of uh, physical brick and mortar real estate Mm -hmm. it's like oh i have a house to sell well where is it i'll send you the information there you go you know what i'm saying and the way life is moving, you have to be quick. There's 15 people to one house now.
2: Exactly. Okay, so let me so, be
0: realistic. So, so yes. for you, what is your definition for NFT? How do? You, how would you break it down?
1: Yeah. So, um, basically, how I was taught is like an NFT is like a digital certificate of like authenticity. So it, it's not technically ownership. It's like a certificate for a purchase. So, it can be like a certificate for a picture, like a game, like you said, like a house, things mm-hmm. like that. Basically, like Same. say for example, like somebody takes a photo and they want to sell it as an NFT. Um <laughs> it'll be on like the blockchain. I guess we can talk about that like later if we get into it, but there's like a digital stamp that it's recognized by like uh, sellers and buyers. Like if you go to an auction, it's like that and it represents a certain thing that people care about, which is technically the NFT. So the incentive to the N- uh, the NFT is to provide like some type of like gaming theory in which stakeholders in that NFT can go and sell later on. So think of it like a trading card, like a Michael Jordan trading card from like 1984,
2: right?
1: Okay. An NFT would be similar to that. Like, y- yo, I have like this Michael Jordan rookie card. And when I bought it, was five dollars i got it in a pack of five cards i paid five dollars for it but in 20 years it might hold value and thirty dollars i'm third and sorry in 30 years it might be worth a hundred thousand dollars you just don't know nfts work the same way the difference between an nft and like a physical product is the nft you don't own the product you own the rights to that product so ownership is basically saying like you know how can i can put it like The existence of it is there. It still exists. You can, however, financially profit from that. So the same thing with the Michael Jordan card, using that as an NFT. You can say, I have a Michael Jordan NFT rookie card. It's not technically your card because it's still like on the blockchain, but you can go and sell that right to that card to someone else. The same way you would have a house. You have a house that's $400,000 or something like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you, you own that for the extent that you own that house. But you know, for a fact, when you move, you can move and somebody else can own that. And NFT essentially works the same way.
0: Okay, so question.
1: So mm-hmm.
0: if piece of artwork that's in here on the wall, right? Mm-hmm. And I want to create that and make that an NFT. The... The way I will let people know that this artwork is now an NFT and up for sale would be mm-hmm. me digitalizing it, which would be like taking a picture of it.
1: Absolutely, okay. or like you can you can scan it or whatever whatever you want to do to get it onto a platform for like it to be adapted as an NFT. You can do that, but it doesn't just have to be photos. Like if you decided, you know what your like your podcast you want a special NFT episode of She Gets It where that episode like people can go and buy into that they own the the digital right to that NFT and in 10 or 15 years they decide you know what this is a classic episode yeah I bought it for five dollars in 10 years that shit could be worth fifty thousand dollars because it's sold as an NFT it's a collectible item
2: okay
0: so Physically, because I created that art, I still mm-hmm. own that physical art in my. But because I put the NFT digitalized quote unquote picture up for sale and someone buys it, they own
1: anything profitable that happens with that piece of art. Exactly. Exactly. Basically, like the NFT would be hosted on like a web platform. And if that like platform ever gets taken down, then the NFT would no longer be able to load. Like, say, for example, like you've ever looked at like a site that's ever been down, once mm-hmm. down, you can never get that site back. The NFT will work the same way. Like, you can take that NFT down because you are the origin for that NFT and mm-hmm. it can never be done again. The only person that still holds rights to that NFT or, you know, the ability to say that they hold that is the person who purchased it from you. When I say purchase, like it's like scanning like an email, like you print out an email and you make two copies of it. You know, you made two copies of it. So you only have two copies to sell. When you have those two copies to sell, you're able to say, you know what? I have the original, but these two people have two copies of this you know, email or NFT. They can do what they want with that NFT, but you still have the origin. Like if you are an artist, a painter, or you know, like somebody who just wants to do anything with digital art, you own the original of that still. You don't have to go and you know FedEx it to anybody. You still own that. The other person, though, they have exclusivity when it comes to the rights to that art. They can't change it, they can't digitize. It. Let's or, say the, let's say
0: that piece of art that has a question mark on it that mm-hmm. somebody likes so much and purchased it as an NFT and they have digital rights to that piece of art, right? Mm-hmm. Lest someone physically takes that same art from me and puts it on a t-shirt,
2: mm-hmm. legally,
0: do they have rights to be like, I need a certain percentage of what you made off of that t-shirt?
1: Uh it it's it's really touching with that that hasn't been completely figured out yet cause <laughs> and and, and, and right. that's
0: why I don't that's what I don't understand about it because it's kind of like, how do you prevent how do you prevent someone else saying they have rights to something because they saw it somewhere also? Mm-hmm. because now what a lot of what's happening is a lot of people are just like, Maybe somebody saw my art and took a picture of it, and I don't know, right? Yeah. And then yeah. they're saying, okay, I took a picture of this, I digitalized it, and I'm going to sell it as an NFT, but it's not
1: originally mine. Okay, so so let me try to, like, phrase it how it was, like, told to me. Like, say, for example, like, you like you have a what's picture of, like, you and... What's going on, Dungeon? Like, say if you have, like, uh, a tweet, or, like, you took a picture with a famous celebrity, right? Mm-hmm. Like... When you have like an NFT, it's like purchasing like a record or something like that on the blockchain. And I'll I'll touch on the blockchain in a second. But basically, you get a copy of that thing. Like, say, if you want to sell a piece of art, right? The person who purchases that NFT is getting a copy of that thing, be it picture, video, audio. But it's Mm -hmm. not exclusive. So... Like it could be purchased by other people. They just have to pay for it. So they're paying essentially you for that, and the value of it can go up and down, depreciate, you know, pretty much dependent on how popular this product is. However, the original producer, be it you, still owns it and you can do whatever you want to do with it. Other people can own it, however, but only you have the origin entry into the blockchain. So let me get to the blockchain really quick. So NFTs are connected to this term, which is the blockchain. The blockchain is like a like a global spreadsheet. So it's publicly available for everybody to look at. And it's duplicated on a whole bunch of computers. That way it can't be hacked. So there's never going to be a situation in the blockchain where you're like, you know what? Like somebody hacked my shit because it's virtually impossible, right? Now I'm saying this, but in 15, 20 years, it could possibly be done. Right now, it is not. That's why I'm saying it in that phrasing. So basically, every entry on the blockchain is set in stone. You, like, if you're about to buy an NFT, it's considered an entry in the blockchain, basically saying that you bought such and such item at such and such time. And if you're the first one to do that, then that makes you a special person in most people's minds, equivalent to like a limited edition like hat or a sp- sneaker or something like that. When you go and buy like a pair of Jordans and there's only 50 of them, you're like, yeah, I got like one of 50 Jordans, but that's what, you didn't get the, the original stock Jordan. You just have a rendition or a copy or a limited quantity of that NFT. So tying this into what you're saying, you have a piece of art and mm-hmm. you're like, you know what, I want to sell this as an NFT, but I'm only going to make it available to 25 people. 25 people have the rights to that NFT. Yeah, they can go and change it in doctor it if they want, but it's not the original. So it's like if somebody gave you a picture of you and they decide, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sign on it. I'm going to draw on it and do all this other shit. It's not the original. So nothing changes about what you have. What changes is theirs. So that can knock down the value of it. However, if they keep it the origin way that it was given to them in the original NFT, the value can go up or it can go down. Mm.
0: Okay, so profit-wise...
1: Mm -hmm. how
0: does one make profit from selling an nft
1: so basically like an NFT, like there are like a few like financial like implications of them but Mm -hmm. the the one real big upside is because like the blockchain and like crypto nfts they're very hard to tax so a lot of people try to consider it to be like uh, money laundering or something like that. But again, okay. like,
0: pause, because uh, okay, go for I, I want to cross this off my list. One mm-hmm. of my questions was can can an NFT be taxed? So that's a no.
1: Correct. Oh, he oh yeah. Like, um, I'm sorry. But yeah, when it comes to it, like right now, when it comes to it, it can't be taxed or I don't say it can't be taxed. It's just hard to tax. I'll give you an example and then I'll go back into it crypto I bought a lot of crypto last year crypto mm-hmm. and NFTs go hand in hand they coincide but when it comes to taxes there's no actual laws that the government can say you know what this is what you have to do you have to give us this you have to do that since it's not available now it's hard for them to go and apply that so since it's hard to tax and everybody's obviously you know into NFTs and they want to like make a quick buck mm-hmm. that means that your personal NFT is going to have like a inflation of price, basically saying like wealthy people can invest in NFTs, you know, poor people can invest in NFT, but your NFT in particular, like you can put that on for whatever price you want, just like if you would on eBay. Hey, I have a pair of sneakers. I'm gonna put it on here for twenty five dollars, but somebody can go and buy that shit, you know, that pair of shoes for fucking five thousand dollars, right?
2: Mm-hmm. So with an
1: NFT, it basically means that people can go and invest in that. so you can go and you know do a piece of art you can invest you know i'm sorry you put the piece of art out and 50 people out of that limited 50 that you said Mm -hmm. one person could pay 25 dollars for that piece of art but then another person says you know what i want that art too it's special to me because i like it i would like to have that in my house or whatever the case might be they want Mm to pay five thousand dollars for so that drives the price up and then it makes it so that Not only you make a profit from it, they make a profit on it. Something that can't be taxed. Now, obviously it's less stable than like holding money into like a bank or like a traditional like stock. But when it comes to the government, again, not financial advice, legislators don't really understand it.
0: Okay, pause. And you
1: end up pause. Go for it.
0: So when you said I could have made profit off of my artwork because someone wanted to buy it for 5000, right? Let's mm-hmm. say they bought the NFT for 5000, right?
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: now are they getting the physical art or are they just getting the digital ownership at 5000?
1: Just digital ownership. Okay. Just digital ownership.
0: And with the ownership of that art digitally they can now say, "I want to sell this NFT that I bought from somebody for this
1: price." Exactly. When oh shit! That's this-
0: why the government hates this shit. It's basically a- exactly. like making. It's basically like making money out of thin air.
1: Exactly. I'll give you an example. When it comes to NFTs, I, I hold a few. So, in December, um, the Matrix movie came out. But at the beginning of December 2021, actually November, so to speak. November, like 25th or 26th, this site by the name of niptees.com, so they collaborated with the producers and the writers and stuff of Matrix to create NFTs for the Matrix. Now, there was a limited uh, number, I think there was like 100,000 of these NFTs, and they went for $50 a piece, right? So each NFT I purchased, I purchased three. They were $50 a piece. Now, obviously, you had to pay for, you had to pay the original 50, and then you had like a, not a tax, but more so a gas fee. So gas fees are crypto's version of tax. So if you pay $50 for the original price, you may have to pay the gas fees. We can talk about that later on. But I paid the original $50 and according to what I wanted from the NFT, I could sell it for that price. So now that I've purchased that NFT for $50, I say, you know what? Yeah, I bought it for $50, but the demand for this NFT, because the Matrix movie is coming out later on this month, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to go and say, this is for sale, but it's for sale for $5,000. And people have the option of going and making you an offer or paying for it at that price. Now, you know, for a fact, I just told you that I paid $50 for it. So I'm not going to take less than $50 for this NFT. So if somebody says, you know what? Like, I really want it. It's rare. Like, there's only, this is like a one of five or one of 50 or something like that. I want that NFT. They'll go and possibly pay $5,000 for that NFT. Now, what happens when they buy that NFT is they purchase it for that price, but they also get hit with a gas fee because just like, you know, the government and stuff like that, they want their cut too. So gas fees are equivalent to like government taxes when it comes to purchasing like a cheeseburger. Like, yeah, you might pay like $1.99 for that cheeseburger, but there's a 70 cent tax just because of the fact that it needs to be taxed. So with the NFT, if I you know bought it for fifty and I sold it for five thousand, right? There may be a gas fee of maybe like seventy bucks that I don't see. I still get my initial five thousand yeah. dollars, but the 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 company or the site that I purchased and sold that NFT on, they get their cut on the back end. That's why it's hard for the government to figure that out because they don't have a cut of it yet. And yeah. NFTs work. NFTs work that way. That's why it's so popular because people, like even musicians, I'll give you one example that people, hey, Tory Lanez. So Tory Lanez went and he dropped an NFT album. I think it was in 2020, 2021. So he dropped an NFT album and I think he only made like a thousand of these albums. And when he made them, they sold out in less than 20 minutes. He made $3 million from that NFT. Mm. Now, because obviously so he got to say what they were going to sell for. A- exactly. You put the value on your product. There is It's not like eBay where it's like, you know what? Well, 50 other people sold NFTs for $10. So you got to sell it for $10. You can say, you know what? I worked hard on this shit. I think it's worth what it's worth. Either people buy it or they don't. And that right there is the beauty of NFTs. Okay. So just a heads up for people
0: who haven't done mm-hmm. their taxes. Um, there is a question on the taxes programs that you'll use or somebody will do your taxes that will ask you have you sold or purchased any crypto why they're asking it I don't know because I haven't so I put no but where that question leads to I don't know so mm-hmm. I feel like the government is working on finding a way to be like, oh, no, you spent this or, you know, you don't get this because you spent that. But I don't know where that question goes. But if anybody yeah. is doing their taxes somewhere or knows mm-hmm. information on that, please research it, because I don't know legally how that will affect your taxes. We have two messages I'm a plan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and see that's kind of why I feel like the whole NFT thing is kind of pointless and it's probably going to fade out I own the NFT I won it in a raffle uh, I hope it be worth something one day but at the same time I just don't get the purpose of it like I don't know like I don't like how we trying to you know, shift into the digital everything, digital money, digital art, digital this, digital that. Like, I kind of agree with Kanye. Like I want to make art in the real world and I
1: want art from the real world. I'll I'll respond to that in a minute. Okay. Um, I think
0: because everything is moving digitally and people want things faster, that, especially with the American dollar dwindling and how fucking far we're in debt, I think if we don't create something else as a broader system between each other and trade, we're going to fail into the abyss. So I understand why this is being created because it's like the higher ups have been enjoying life while dying off enjoying the fact that people are decades and centuries behind in uh, being able to catch up and they've been okay mm-hmm. with it. But if we're moving faster in the technology, but we're still trying to use old shit to create exactly. income to get ahead, nothing is going to happen. So I understand why it's becoming a thing.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll say this because I know we got to get to the next voice, but so I'll be real quick. I absolutely disagree with what she's saying and the reason why i disagree is yes you can have physical art Mm -hmm. physical art is always going to hold a value but you be it the person you are are limited to your surroundings of people who actually want to buy that shit so you can draw a painting of whatever you want to draw and you can try to take it to an auction and the auction is like you know what this is what it's worth like with nfts you pick your worth You, you understand what i'm saying like yeah. You can go and say, "You know what like when you go to a um when you go, like when you go to a pawn shop you buy you bring a MacBook to a pawn shop, you know for a fact you pay two thousand dollars for it. yeah, it's you know to you it's brand new you haven't fucked anything up about it, but the issue is that person is telling you the value of your thing that's why like the the old way or the current way of doing and producing arts and goods and stuff like that it's always worked in the favor of just the buyer. The buyer makes their price and either you accept it or you neglect it. And with the NFT, not only do you have the ability to say, you know what, this is my art, this is the value, but you can also point to how many people have the opportunity at that. I'll give you another example about that really quick. Back in, I want to say it was 2011 or 2012, a guy by the name of Martin Schraley who's currently in prison. He went and purchased Wu-Tang's exclusive album. Mm-hmm. He was the only person who had this album. I think he purchased it for about like one is 1.3 or $1.7 million at the time. Somebody mm-hmm. please fact check me on that. He purchased that album and he was at the time the only person that was allowed to listen to it with the conditions of the NFT. He broke the rules or whatever and released that stuff. He ended up being sued, arrested, and put in prison as a result of that. You know, Feel free to mm-hmm. fact check me about that as well that's a casualty of nfts that was the beginning in my personal opinion of nfts of or non-fungible tokens so when it comes to her phrasing of it yes like you know she agrees with kanye and the idea of things need to be physical they need to be digital yes i'm sorry physical more than digital the issue with this and i'll just i hope i'm making it crystal clear everybody has like at least for me being an 80s baby if you were born before like 2002 when uh-huh. everybody's had an iPhone or a phone or something like that, your uh-huh. parents used to have physical photo books, Yeah, right? You have physical photo books and you know, they had to like slide the photo into the book and then they had to use that weird film and put it on the top and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Now you have a digital format of scanning all those photos in. So they're protected permanently. You don't have to worry about them being warped, being discolored, being like messed up, lost and things like that. That's why the digital platform matters. So when you have the ability to use an NFT to your advantage or using like a digital platform for your advantage, you can take that, especially knowing that it's just, in my personal opinion, being independently, having a very uh, verifiable digital ownership of something. You don't own that brand. You don't own that artwork. You own the rights to it. You have the ability to download something that's dependent on there being someone you know that can distribute it to you and it doesn't have to be from a single source. Like say, for example, you buy an NFT song from a music artist, right? It's not a URL, it's a code of some sort. You mm-hmm. might be able to like download the song from all your streaming platforms and stuff like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, or you can sell or give that NFT to somebody else that you want to hear it as well. There's way more financial benefit to the consumer as well as the distributor versus it being like the complete opposite way. So I know I'm like going in circles about all this because there's a lot of stuff to kind of like talk about. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm trying to make it like a little bit clearer for her because what she said, it made sense. But for somebody who's in NFTs, I, I think she's even said something to the effect that she has an NFT. So her knowing this, like say, for example, she might've bought that for what a hundred bucks for that NFT. Because she, she, knows
0: she for said fact. won it in a raffle, but she—I yeah, okay, so. I, think—I think her winning it in a raffle and not really being clear about how it works is what yeah, exactly me, well, what makes her feel like it's pointless at this moment. Mm-hmm. But so far, um, NFT basically is the future of having something that's a collectible
1: item. Okay, so but, so hold on, so. One second. You you had mentioned her getting it for free for a raffle, right? Yeah, that's a great point. She got it for free in a raffle, right? You get something for free in a raffle and then in 10 years it's worth $10,000. You've made $10,000 off that NFT. Right. And the thing is, you you didn't make the $10,000 because you looked at like Google and was like, yo, how much is this NFT worth? You picked the worth of that NFT based on other NFTs around it. Like, say, for example, if Shan decides, you know what, I'm going to drop a podcast and it's going to be considered an NFT. I think it's worth 50 bucks. You can say, you know what, it's worth 50 bucks. Somebody can say, you know what, like, let me make an offer on it. You know, it's it's not like, what is it called, eBay, where it's like, all right, it's the best offer or less. Like, it's like, no, you either pay me the 50 that I think it's worth or you bid a higher price. That's the only way it works. We don't play let's make a deal with NFTs. That's the beauty of that shit. So you can say, you know what? Yeah, it's worth fifty dollars. Somebody can put in an offer for fifty, and then they can see four other people put in offers for a hundred, a hundred and nine, a hundred and twenty, and you be at the origin of that NFT, like you can go and say, you know what? Like, I'll take that offer, or you can gift it to somebody. So say your daughters, like you can say, you know what, there's only fifty of these NFTs available. I'm gonna personally just sit two of these 50 aside for my kids so when they get older just in case these nfts end up being worth hundreds of thousands of dollars and the other and the other 48 i'm going to sell those so you're making money hand over fist over that you know the 48 that you sold and then you mm-hmm. still have two sitting that essentially you bought because you made them but you're holding on to them for that value that it could be worth later on so Man. for the girl who left the voicemail like that's the beauty in it. When you go and have a physical piece of art, that physical piece of art, once you sold that, you don't hold that anymore. You, you, you get that? Like if Shane decides, you know what, I'm going to you know, write my name in cursive and sell that shit for $100,000. Somebody buys it for $100,000. Guess what? They own everything about that. It's no longer yours. You have no say so in what they do with that after the fact. The issue is with NFTs. You still own the original because you were the creator of that. That other person, they can do whatever the fuck they want with their NF- NFT. They can say, you know what? Yeah, I bought it for fifty dollars, but you know what? I want to sell it for five thousand dollars now. Cool, you can sell it for five thousand dollars, but guess what? The original person who created that NFT, they're also selling it for five thousand dollars. But it's the original. It's minted. If you mm-hmm. are a buyer, you want something that's minted and that's something that somebody else already owned. When you want to like. Take it to cars. Like when you use the Carfax thing, like yeah, Mm -hmm. only one person's driven this car before. You definitely want to get the car that one person's driven versus five people. That's how NFTs work as well. Okay,
0: question. So let's say. I created artwork and there's 50, um, 50 people bought an NFT uh, or of this artwork, so 50 people got rights to this artwork, right? Mm-hmm. If one of those 50 people was like, you know what, I want to sell my rights to this artwork for X amount of dollars, they have that say so.
1: Yeah, they get, like if they bought it from you and they wanted to sell theirs to somebody else, they're within their, their right to do that. But you being the person who holds the origin on the mm-hmm. blockchain, you are able to see those transactions.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, that's why it would be smart to do what you said. Hold two for your kids or hold exactly. <laughs> but I think I think the reason why people are scared or reluctant to have the conversation of this NFT shit and crypto shit is because it's so insane to not even have a thought about what the fuck this is. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden see it everywhere and see how people are profiting so fast over something that they don't understand. And it's kind of like if somebody woke up last year and was like, you know what? I'm tired of gold. I want to make money.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: now everybody has to figure out what is money. You know, how does money work? And all these new rules and these these new words that come with money. That's all it is. And I feel like people's reluctance to it is I'm ignorant of it. And it just mm-hmm. sounds like so much work to understand.
1: Yeah. But Shannon, the thing is, when people are ignorant to things, let them be. And the reason why is you can profit from people's ignorance. White people have been doing that shit for decades and That's years. I'll give you a perfect example. Apple in 1982, that shit was worth four cents. The last time I checked, it's worth $172 a share. This is how millionaires are made. That's how people created generational wealth. That's how they created millionaires, billionaires, trust fund kids. Because for pe- for every person, like the person who left that voicemail, was like, oh, I just don't understand it. Some things aren't for you to understand day one. You have to be able to either want to go through the process or you're going to trust the process, set it, and forget it. A lot of people in 2011 with Bitcoin, mm. including myself, yo, Bitcoin, I don't want a, fucking, like, a token that, like can I buy anything with it? Can I go to Amazon with it? Can I go to Nike? No, I can't do anything. So it's just me giving my money to somebody else for something I couldn't use. And in 2011, I didn't see the foresight. I didn't see the vision of what it could be back in 2011. Now, mind you, last year when Bitcoin's worth $68,000 and I could have bought in at fucking 32 cents, can you imagine, like, no, we wouldn't be podcasting right now. We'd be in bore bore right now, Shan. Like, you and I'd be like, oh, come to fucking Bora bore. I got a, I got two islands over here because guess what? I'm, I'm made of money at that point. NFTs are going to be the same way. So for every two or three people who are be like, you know what, I don't understand it. Some things, the reason why you don't understand it is because you don't do the research. That's why when it comes to telling people, like, on this show, like, things are not financial advice. Things we are saying aren't financial advice is because mm-hmm. people need to do that research. And I'm trying not to be disrespectful, but I have to really quick. Nobody wants to do the research because they're lazy as fuck. They just want to get rich quick. So they're going to hear like, "Yo, like I can go and you know draw a stick man and put it as an NFT and get rich off of it." Quite possibly, you could. But the thing is, like, what are you going? There are things you have to do. There's like hoops you're going to have to go through in order to do that. You got to put it on the blockchain. You got to do all these things to get that done. But guess what? When you get it done. It could make a profit. When I told you that story about the Matrix NFT, 50 bucks is what I paid for them. People are offering now for that movie, like five, between 5,000 and like $50,000 for these NFTs. And the reason why is because the whole metaverse thing, people tr- figuring out like, okay, you know what? Right now it doesn't hold a lot of value, but guess what? In 10 years, it might. Um, When Snoop Dogg, he bought a uh, piece of land in the metaverse. He bought that piece of land for like $5,000. This shit is worth over like a half a million dollars now. For for a piece of land in the fucking metaverse that he can't go visit. Sometimes you don't have to have the vision to have all the information. You just have to be like, "You know what? Like I'm going to take a leap of faith knowing that you know what? Either I can lose my money or I can honestly end up retiring." That's how stocks work. That's how, you know, savings bonds work. That's how crypto works. That's how NFTs work. So in my personal opinion, when it comes to NFTs, I tell people like do what you want to do with your own money. But NFTs are definitely a way for you, the entrepreneur, the artist, the the audio person, the game or something like that, to say, you know what? I know my craft and you know what? I wanna sell this because I can't sell it on eBay. Don't nobody give a fuck about your art on eBay. They don't care about your craft. But they're like, you know what? Like, sure, like uh like bored apes and you know, other like nfts that have been sold for like four hundred thousand dollars and you bought in at 150 like that shit matters so i, I was kind of disappointed when she was like i got the nft for free i don't understand it so you, you bought in not understanding you still don't understand you would think even if you got it for free like yo, like what could be the worth of this shit
0: or or like because, you know, I don't have one yet. And I haven't sold one yet because I want to fully understand it. Mm-hmm. But let's say if someone, if I won a NFT, I ain't going to sleep until I know everything I need to know about this shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, you know, that's how I am about things. Like I don't get things that be like, oh, I'm just going to sit it there and not know what I'm sitting on. I want to know what I'm sitting on. I want to know... Yeah you know, what this stone means before I buy it. I want to know what this uh, product is before I use it. What's the capabilities of it? Kind of like how iPhone pushes its products with no directions. You need to Mm -hmm. figure
1: this out. Yeah, you you have to do the research. Like right now, I just just typed in something about NFTs just to like, Look at like data that was crunched, right? So mm-hmm. there was a poll and it was crunched about 100 artists that have made between 100,000 and 199,000 in revenue in NFT sales. So it says the most popular artistic medium among the 100K Club is an animated 2D photo with 31.2 of the creators using this platform. 2D art without animation is a close second at 28.6. Followed by anim, uh, animated 3D at 24.7 and static 3D at 15.6. More people want to see good art that they enjoy and they appreciate and they will pay for. There's, what, what's the quote about like a fool and their money uh, are ever part or something like that? Like, that, this is definitely the case with NFT. White people buy anything, we buy anything. A lot of the money that I probably spent in 2022, it, it's bullshit, to be completely honest with you. Like, I, I went and bought a fucking pair of shoes. Like, yeah, they're going to be good for, like, maybe a year, two, maybe three. But NFT, like, yo, like, I bought that shit with the idea of, you know what? It can either make me a, as much money as I paid for it, or it can make mm-hmm. me 15 to 20 times more. Mm-hmm. But with with a lot of NFTs that people purchase, the reason why they purchase them is because of the price that they're at right now. Like, right at, at least right now. That's why NFTs, like, I think there's, like, a... Three percent adoption rate in the ent- uh, entire world when it comes to NFTs. The same thing with crypto. I think crypto is at like seven percent, and the mm-hmm. reason for that is because people like the person who left that voicemail. They're like, "Yo, like I don't understand it. Yeah, you don't understand it because you didn't do the research. You have to do research on that shit. I'm, I'm throwing out numbers because that shit matters. Like right now, like you can go Shan and make an NFT and, like I said, sell it. You know, for $500, $50, and somebody will put in an offer for $5,000. They're like, cool. Now, in 10 or 15 years, that might not fucking be possible. And the reason why is everybody, all of a sudden, they want to jump on the boat. But once the boat gets full, it's like, all right, ain't no more passengers. We're just going to ride out with what we got you know, on the boat. And you got to deal with everybody competing. But right now, you're early to the shit. So if you know for a fact that in 2022, you created an NFT, you put it on a platform that's able to be sold, Yes, you sold your first NFT and I sold it for $5. Cool. You you made $5 off this NFT, but then there's only 50 of it, right? But somebody decides that they want to go and sell that NFT that they bought from you for $5 for $5,000. Well, guess what, since you were the person who created it, people want to go and look at the source and say, wait a minute, like this is minted from somebody, you know, it's not an origin. It's not an origin NFT. I can go and see if there's any available from that origin and I can make an offer to that. Mm. That's why, you know, NFT NFTs matter. Like that's why I was telling you, like save two for your kids and stuff like that.
2: Mm-hmm. Because
1: if you are the origin person, you still own the rights to that stuff. The, like say you give me an NFT, right. One of your 50, I can go and say, you know what? Like Shane gave this to me for free. Like that girl in the voicemail. Yes, I got this for free, but you know what? If somebody wants to offer it to me, yeah, you can buy it for like five hundred dollars. Guess what? You have made five hundred dollars for some shit that you got for free.
0: Yeah, and, and that's what, and the thing is, it, the person. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. The, I feel like the government is resistant to it because they're used to paper trails for proof of why you got this money. Mm-hmm. Now there's no real exactly. proof, tangible proof of why you got this money. It's digital ownership, so now it's kind of like mm-hmm. how do we? Tax digital ownership, and then if we are taxing digital ownership, then you know what becomes a Mm -hmm. product. Anything digital becomes product. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Like me posting on my Instagram can be product. Mm -hmm. Me, I I can say I could now. If this becomes something. Government tax, I can now say on my resume, I've been posting on Instagram 10 times a week for the last year, consistently mm-hmm. bringing in X, Y, and Z followers, and I've been paid at this. So therefore,
1: my offer to do your job is this. Yeah. Now, I have to put some caveats because somebody's, you know, hopefully listening and they either know about NFTs or they've done some research. So I'm going to read off like the laundry list of like things that I had to like talk about. So an artist who kind of like gets into NFTs with like the hopes of making money, they have to understand like, you know, to mint each individual like piece of like your NFT or your art is going to cost. So say if you have like 50, so basically like, you may end up. How can I put it? Like, there's a reality that you could be losing more money than you make in profit. So, each individual mint, like minted art piece, could cost between fifty and hundred dollars to mint. Now, that sounds like a heavy fucking price, right? You're like, all right, fifty. So, if you have fifty of these NFTs that you want to sell to mint them, it's going to cost you. Dependent on, you know, what the NFT is. Now I'm saying 50 to 100 because that's what I've seen, but it could be less. I'm not sure. But most of the huge sales that are actually, that actually the sellers are selling to themselves under a different wallet, trying to get others to think that the NFT is worth more than it is. Those people call NFT miners, right? So NFT miners, what they do is, and you'll see it whenever you start doing NFTs. People will go create an NFT and they'll sell it to themselves for a higher value because they make they want to make their money back from the minting. So say if I made an NFT for $50 and I know there's a $50 minting fee, what I'll do is I'll sell it to myself for $150 because I made my money back. And now other people want that. Does that make sense? Yeah. So basically, when it comes to it, like um, if you meant a piece of art that art is worth like pretty much like zero dollars until someone buys it for a price the price is what the market dictates is the value of your art piece so you dictate your price but the issue is somebody still has to buy that artwork they have to buy that nft so if i buy your artwork for 50 bucks that's the price that you gave me that's the price that I accepted now the value of that artwork is 50 bucks doesn't make, I hope I hope that makes sense so it, it it's it's a really like difficult process for a lot of people to get when it comes to nfts but the issue is we're still new so okay so, hopefully
0: so like, I... if if i sold if i sold mm-hmm. an nft of my artwork for 50 bucks Right. Mm-hmm. And someone that bought it at fifty bucks wanted to sell it for five hundred. That person that wanted to buy it for five hundred can look at the blockchain. Yes. And,
2: yes. And exactly.
0: See that is
1: really worth fifty dollars. They can see no they, they can see the origin value of it. So Right now, like, I'll give you the Matrix NFT thing, right? They can see a, like, the historic, like, data of the purchase, right? But like I told you before, like, earlier, like, the value goes up, not because of the sales, but because of the fact that it has value. Now, it's holding value. The longer you hold the NFT, the more value it costs, the more value it's worth. So a lot of people they don't go and buy an NFT on Tuesday and be like, you know what, I'm gonna ch- I'm going quick flip this because I see two other people want it for a hundred bucks. Like, no, you hold on to it like you would a fucking Michael Jordan baseball card or a Michael Jordan basketball card. You're like, yo, like, yes, I bought it for five dollars, but guess what? I held this NFT for two years and now the value of it is five thousand dollars. Like that, that's where the income comes from NFTs, which makes people be more honest about their purchases of nfts because you don't want people just oh i'm going to buy every fucking nft with the expectation of if i buy 500 nfts in five years i'm going to be worth 500 billion dollars that's absolutely not the case
0: okay so question is mm-hmm. the possibility of value of an nft based upon popularity or uh, current wave kind of like how you know, back in the day, people didn't give a fuck about T-shirts with um, r- r- hip-hop people on it, right? And then it was mm-hmm. like all of a sudden this wave of everybody wants a, t- a vintage T-shirt yep. with a, a hip-hop album on it. Now, would that be a good time for me to sell this NFT at a high as price Going a hype?
1: Absolutely. Okay. Most and most NFTs are honestly hype. When uh, I told you, like, we're and all the when they be dropping the NFTs. I think ASAP Rocky came out with like an NFT. The, to buy the NFT, it was a thousand dollars to buy it. Now, mind you, it was a digitized photo for a thousand dollars. People went and bought. They they bought that NFT for a thousand dollars. But because it was limited, the keyword there being limited, I think they, it was $1,000, but there was only like 500 of them, right? First mm-hmm. 500 people got the limited access to purchase it, right? They bought that NFT for $1,000 because it was limited. And they can go and sell it forever, however much they want. They can say, you know what? like I'm going to sell it for $1,001. I'm going to make my $1,000 back and I'm going to get a dollar. And, it, you know, they break even. They just want to do it. It's like when people buy sneakers. Oh, yeah, I bought my sneakers for $200. But I'm going to sell that shit for $700. NFTs work the exact same fucking way. The only thing with that, though, is you, as the origin person, you pick the price. So you are the origin of the, you know, you are the dictator of that price. You don't get lowballed because you are the creator of that NFT. So nobody can say to you, like, yeah, you're trying to you're selling your NFT for a thousand dollars, but you know what? I think it's only worth like you know twenty. You're like, wait, wait, no, like the, the the price is the fucking price. So I would set the bar like at a point you know for a fact that you can make that money. You make fifty of these NFTs for fifty bucks, and you're like, you know what? That only took me twenty dollars, you know, twenty minutes to draw, twenty minutes to make, or something like that. I'm gonna sell them for fifty dollars a piece. NFTs, boom. And whatever y'all want to do with it and you make money off of it, cool. But guess what? I'm still the origin of that. I've already made my money off you. Now you have to go and try to make your money off of what you purchased from me.
2: Okay.
0: Okay. It's getting clearer. Got a few more messages. I'm going to play them. Mm-hmm.
2: You know what? NFT just started making sense of why the government really hate them shits. Yep. Um. Wow. That means that it can actually continue to siphon its currency away from it into a whole nother market with the exact same items in
0: the same market.
2: (laughs) Oh, shit. So it's the poison, the possession of currency within the U.S. government. Yes. It's gonna poison how it. the government holds currency. <laughs> and they Oh yo, thanks for this, cuz
1: respect, you Of Oof. course. They fucking hate it. Like because think about it right now, like say in 10 years or whatever, the, the government decides, you know what, we gotta get our hands into NFTs. Right? They they want to get their hands into NFTs. They say, you know what? Like if you buy NFT, like we need uh we need fifteen percent of whatever you buy right now. There is no 15 fucking percent. If I put an NFT out for five thousand dollars, guess what? I'm getting that five thousand dollars. Now the person who bought that NFT, yeah, they paid five thousand dollars, but they also had gas fees. So they had those gas fees of you know, any it could be fucking sixty dollars, it could be a hundred dollars, depending on however the gas fees are measured at that point. But you don't take that cost. Now you can go like what happens is. Just like if you go to Cash App, right? You go to Cash App mm-hmm. and you buy $25 worth of Bitcoin, right? You buy $25 worth of Bitcoin and yes, it's worth $25, but dictated towards what the market is, like by the time you convert it back to US dollars, you might lose 80 cents. And the reason mm-hmm. for that is, guess what? The, the fucking government wants their money too. Mm-hmm. With NFTs, the government's like, yo, like w- we want to hit you with capital tax gain. We want to make sure that we get our cut. But since it's not regulated by the government, they are pissed by that because they want their money before you even touch your money. They want to tax the shit. I'm like, wait, like I made them. I did this work. It's -hmm. not regulated. I want to make sure that I made my five thousand dollars off my NFT. Give me my five thousand dollars. Why are you taking five hundred of that? No, I I want fucking five thousand. The government hasn't figured out a way to tax the person who creates their own NFTs. That's why when Homegirl was leaving that voice, I was like, oh, like, no, no, you got your NFT for free. Sit on that shit for three to five years or however mm-hmm. long you want to, it's up to you. But when you go and you look it up, you research, like, how much is this fucking NFT worth right now? Oh, cool. Like this, I got a fucking free NFT and this shit worth $20. It's worth a hundred dollars. I'm just being like, you know, modest about it, but you never know. Like that mate, I'm telling you, that matrix NFT that I bought for 50 bucks. People are selling theirs for like a base of like $7,500. And the movie was bad because a lot of <laughs> okay, people. Question. No, no. Oh, go ahead. Um,
0: so remember, I want to say last month or December, um, you had sent me website pages, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Was that for crypto?
1: well there's some for crypto there's also some that just strictly nfts like nifty which is what is the n-i-f-t-y dot nifty's does exclusive like nfts um crypto.com which is like an app they do nfts for like certain events so like if there's a ufc event that night they will hold like special nfts so they say hey there's a ufc fight that's starting at seven o'clock but at noon we're going to release nfts and they're going to be a limited amount there'll be a hundred of them but you have to pay for those nfts because they are the creators of them right so they'll Mm -hmm. say okay these hundred nfts they may be worth you know right now at starting price they might be 25 dollars, right but in a week two weeks however long it takes like you can sell that t for two thousand dollars because guess what that UFC fighter or whatever for that NFT, they did something special. It's it's just like the best way I can equate it when it comes to NFTs is like baseball cards or basketball cards. Yes. You got a Michael Jordan card. You got his rookie card and it's mint. It's in mint condition. You made sure you put it in a little sleeve and shit like that. And you sat on that shit for 10 years, 10, 20 years, however long you sat on it. Right. Michael Jordan's retired. One of the greatest of all times. Right. Now mm-hmm. you go and sell that Michael Jordan card and that she, that card that you got out of a $5 pack is worth $125,000. You're like, "What the fuck? How?" It's because you held on to it. The longer mm-hmm. you hold the, the more the value is.
0: So, where does this that, block that, where does the blockchain sit so
1: people can see it? So, well, here's the thing. There are places like Etherscan. So, with Etherscan, it lets you see the highest holders of an item be it crypto or NFTs. So when you go like, I'm not trying to use like the best like use case, but with NFTs, you can actually see the history from the origin. So since you like, you will be holding on the blockchain or whatever site that you source your NFTs from, it shows a history of purchases and sales. So you can see hey, this person on February 5th, they bought this NFT, right? They bought this NFT on February 5th four or 500 bucks they bought it but then they sold it february 8th for two thousand dollars mm. so now so now what happens is you can barter the rest or the main of your nft that first person yeah they you know they sold this for twenty five hundred dollars cool but now that next person is going to try to go because there's 49 more of these nfts left Out of the 50, one person bought, yeah, but it's still 40, you know, nine of those. They're gonna go to you to get an originally minted NFT from you. So they're gonna like, all right, I know for a fact the base that this person got for it was, you know, when they sold theirs in three days was $2,500, right? If I buy my NFT from the origin for, you know, $1,000, maybe I can get $2,500. But the thing is, you know for a fact that now the bargaining price for you is $1,000. Because they Mm -hmm. want that NFT. It holds value now. And it holds more value than you originally purchased. Yeah, you originally purchased at $50, but if people are selling that shit for $2,500, well, guess what? The lowest offer is what you make it. Mm. And and, and I'm telling you, the government fucking hates that shit. Because they can't say, you know what, the price is the price for you. No.
0: Right. Um... What's my next question? So let's say if somebody wanted to start somewhere today and create an NFT to sell, whether it's art, music, videos, tweet, memes, anything unique that holds value, what would they do first?
1: Well, you, you can honestly, like, if you're an artist or a creator, there are a lot of places that you can go. Um, the biggest one is OpenSea. And it's spelled O P E N S E A. So OpenSea is the most popular, more like efficient way of marketing, like for buying and selling NFTs. There are way more people on that space that buy as well as sell. Um, you also have Raritable. I'm sorry, Rarible, which is R A R I B L E. You have Nifty, which is the one I told you about Nifty, but it's called Nifty Giveaway for that you know just go to nifty.com or niftys.com. Um, you also have decentraland you have mintable super rare um, was it Plate? there's there's a lot of different places that you can go and create buy and sell your uh,
3: your nft at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The art, so to speak.
0: I just feel like, Greg, I feel like I'm sitting on... I just
1: feel like I'm sitting on my app. Yeah. Right right now you're you're probably sitting on five hundred thousand dollars as a base.
2: That's crazy. You,
1: yo, the things that the things that you create, like people want that shit. You might like think about like old baby clothes and shit like that. You're like, you know what, like I have no use for it. Like I, I had my moment in the sun with that shit, but you know what? Like, I don't need it anymore. Let me see if I can sell it on Facebook Marketplace. But people on Facebook marketplace, they're like, you know what, like, yeah, like it's used and stuff like that. Yeah, it's used. But guess what? Like it has some value to you. What is the value that you want to bring? Make me an offer. But the thing is, you make me an offer, but you also know that there are other people that are going to make that offer. One thing I forgot to highlight, though, is you as the person who's you know, seeing these offers, you get to pick whatever fucking offer you want. It can say like Jacob and Philly. He wants to buy your, you know, your $50 NFT for $150. But then, you know, Alan from Pittsburgh, he wants to, you know, buy it for $75. But you're like, all right, I can pick and choose what I want. I can pick who gets what NFT. And I can pick all that, and it's all randomized. You can draw 26 different fucking photos, right? Mm-hmm. Draw 26 photos, sell all 26 of them as fucking NFTs, and they're randomized. And you pick the fucking rarity that's the fucking beauty of that shit. That uh, like you remember like pokemon cards when that was like a big deal like, back in like the early 2000s and people yeah. were like yo like I, I don't want a fucking uh I, I i don't i want a me too card i want a charizard i want a Blastoise, right they they wanted the the cards with the holograms and shit nobody gave a fuck about the little one that looked like the little sperm whale like i don't want that i want the charizard right i want the fucking charizard yeah. the, with with nfts you can go directly and go get that fucking Charizard. You don't have to worry about, all right, I got to go and hope that I can get that. Or you can say, you know what? Like, I, I want to play that game. I want to see it. Like for me with the Matrix NFT, it was completely randomized. I didn't know what I got. To this day, I don't know how rare, you know, my NFT is or not. I can go and check the rarity chart because mm. it's dictated by the person who created it. Mm. And I'm, t- I'm telling you, like, say, for example, for you, you create your, you know, I'll just say you create five NFTs. I don't want to like keep throwing out numbers. so I'm just use five. You create five limited edition NFTs, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You pick the rarity of them. You say, you know what? This NFT in particular, like I did as a collaboration with Baylor, right? You know, Baylor, you know, did a little bit of a design with it. I did something with it. This one is a one of one, just like the other ones are. But this is more rare. It has a rarity of it. Like it's even more rare than all the other four. Somebody will say, you know what? Like, I want to risk getting that as an opportunity. So they might buy all five fucking NFTs just with the hope of getting that one NFT, the one that they want. Mm. It, it happened so much. When I bought that Matrix NFT, I, I did not have a single fucking clue what I was going to get. But mm-hmm. you know what I did? I bought I bought three with the hopes of getting a rare one. And sometimes you might not get a rare one, but if you do, that resale value. Pff, okay,
0: so the buy NFT. Where is it going? Like Where is the, going? the uh, purchase going?
1: Oh, it's all digit, It's all digitized. So that NFT that somebody buys from you, they they can go and print it if they want. But the thing is, they print it, but it's still. An NFT at the end of the day. So if anybody else wanted to like go and say, you know what, like where can I go get that shit? They can't say, hey, no, this is my NFT. You can't get that. someone they can go and Google it. They can do that. And you mentioned, the, so the they can't. digital. Exactly. Exactly. They can't go like if you make a again, you make a podcast, right? You mm-hmm. make a podcast. You know that's your voice. You know that's your NFT. You created that NFT. You minted that NFT. If somebody else buys your NFT, it's still originally minted from you. So if they go sell it, it shows as a transaction that was sold to that person, Mm -hmm. but you are the origin. You minted that NFT. Okay. So that, that shit matters. I really implore people to like, if you buy like an NFT from someone, make sure that it was either originally minted or maybe one person sold it because the more people who buy it, like their value goes down. Your value doesn't, though. You were the original mentor. And I think I should have started and led with that. When you when you a lot of people when you keep
0: saying mentor, what are you saying? Yeah. You
1: know, um, yeah, minted. So you meant it, like you meant that NFT. Mint it, meaning like you put the official Shan stamp. Like, this is something I created. I was the origin of this. It's mine. I started with this shit. So mm-hmm. You minting it means that whoever you sell it to, yes, they own it, but you minted it and they don't get to re mint it. They don't like if you draw a a picture to me or Mm -hmm. for me, you draw a picture and you sell it to me, you've Mm -hmm. minted that picture, right? I -hmm. can't go and take that photo and add shit to it and then mint it again. It's impossible to do that because as an NFT, it's only the origin of who originally minted it. And you, be it that person, you would be the original mint. So I guess tying it all in, when it comes to being the person who originally minted something, when you Mm -hmm. go and you see previous transactions of NFTs, if there's a possibility that five people bought that, that means that that value doesn't hold as much value as if you just bought it from the person who originally minted it. So if Greg buys Shan's uh, NFT and then I sell it to Dungeon and then Mm -hmm. Dungeon sells it to Baylor and then Baylor sells it to Drake. And then Drake sells it to Gigi. It's changed hands so much that the value doesn't hold the same as if you go directly to Shan and have it originally minted from Shan. Right. Because it's been. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly.
0: Everybody who has purchased it from the last person have Mm -hmm. lost. Exactly.
1: Okay. Now they, they, they the only reason the only reason they lost is they they didn't lose money because you can still sell what you know for however much you want to sell for. The mm-hmm. difference is it was originally minted, but five other people held that before you held it. So it in theory it sounds better to just honestly get the original mint or having somebody else have it. Like when the girl said that she got the free uh, NFT, mm-hmm. she has the original mint. She's the only person that has ever held that. So she can get peak value for it. If she decided, you know what, I'm gonna sell this shit for a hundred thousand dollars and somebody else wants that a hundred thousand dollars, guess what? She's gonna get that a hundred thousand dollars. But that person, if they say, you know what, yeah, there was a previous owner and then there was somebody who minted it. Like originally it was minted and then somebody else bought it. Now I'm the secondhand person who had it, they're not gonna get a hundred thousand dollars for it. They may How get like seventy. A,
0: um a new car to a used car three
2: times. Mm-hmm
1: yeah okay. but they're not going to get the original value yeah so
2: yeah
1: keep that in mind that's why i tell people if you want to get like you know get on pre-orders and stuff like that for nfts because if you have it and you just hold that shit you know you you never know how much these gonna cost. and you get it at the lowest price i wouldn't advise people personally like you know i really really want you know erica badu's like you know her 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 pussy scented candles right (laughs) you know i got i got it but guess what six people done already lit the candle before i got it like why the fuck would i want it then other people have already lit it right so now you've got like a, a half used candle versus getting it with like the the wrap the wrapping still on it you know that whole like you know and you know if the seal is broken just you know return this one and just get you a brand new one nfts work the same way you don't want anything really if not only the seal's been broken, like other people have held on to it. You want to get as close to original mint as possible.
0: Okay, so so let's say... Um, oh my God, I just lost my thought. Let's say... Uh, damn, Shan, where did it go? <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like I swallowed it. Um, oh my Lord. Shit. Okay, so let's say... Okay, let's say somebody had an NFT that they were selling, right? I got it. And um, before I purchase your NFT, can I say, can I see the
1: blockchain for this? Oh, yeah. You you don't even have to ask them. You ain't even got to ask them. It's already there before you buy it. Okay. Okay. That's...
0: Go ahead. When I, when I was researching um, for the episode uh, the other night, I looked up to create an NFT and it was saying the first step is to figure out what the fuck an NFT is, which is mm-hmm. the second step, they said, make sure you actually want to sell an NFT. Um, I'm sure it comes with a responsibility of knowing what the fuck you're doing. um. The third step, it says, choose a platform to sell your NFT on, which is what you were saying, like OpenSea mm-hmm. or all of that, right? And then it says, mm-hmm. set up a wallet. Is that wallet the same wallet that people use crypto?
1: Absolutely. Okay. Um, I, I have I a trust wallet, metal wallet. Um, if you need to use Coinbase wallet, that's fine. But my rule of thumb is this. Like... If you don't own the keys, you don't own the crypto. But crypt- when I say crypto, I'm talking about NFTs as well. Uh, metal, uh, MetaMask, I think that's what it's called, not Metal Wallet. MetaMask is really good because they hold NFTs as well. And they hold it in a different like category from the crypto. So you can download that app on your phone and you could physically see like that you hold that NFT, which I think is really, really dope.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And no one can steal that from you unless they have your seed phrase. So you want to get you a wallet that you know for a fact when you buy that NFT, mm-hmm. nobody can steal it. The same way with your crypto. Um, that's why I tell people like don't buy like crypto on like Robinhood or some shit like that. Is because if you don't have the keys, which is like not the keys, but like the seed phrase, if you don't have the seed phrase, mm-hmm. you don't own that crypto. You you don't the same thing with the NFT. If you do not have the seed phrase for the platform that the NFT is on, like where you mm-hmm. want to buy it from.
2: Mm -hmm. You do
1: not own it. So say if you go on OpenSea, right? OpenSea, when you set up an account for OpenSea, they're going to tell you, hey, connect your wallet here. And that's where you either connect your trust wallet, your Coinbase wallet, your MetaMask or something like that. Once you connect that and you buy an NFT directly from OpenSea, you know what Mm -hmm. they do? They put that shit on your wallet. So that is yours forever. It is yours Mm -hmm. until you sell it. And when you sell it, it's a secure thing. There is no, like, hey, you know, I got to go through the government. And I'm like, no, like, that shit is yours. That's why I was saying, like, the government hates that shit because they can't regulate. Like, yo, you made a sale, you made a point of sale, and nobody can tell you what the fuck to do with it. You set your price, you get your money, you go about your day. Yeah, that's exactly how it works. Um, there is, however, capital tax. Um, there's a rule, like, a year and a day. So, Basically, what happens is people will buy like crypto and NFTs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. After they buy it, they hold it for a year and a day. And the reason why you hold it for a year and a day is because that's when the taxes are the lowest. Like after you've held it for 366 days, like you don't have to worry about being taxed. I think it's uh 22%, it's either 22 or 24%. And after that, like you get taxed at a lower rate, which is really good, but you want to just make it's clear. If you're buying an NFT, the goal is to hold it for as long as possible. Because you don't want to just, oh, I'm going to buy this fucking NFT. I see five people that you know, sold their Matrix NFTs for $1,000. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sell mine for like 1500 Like, yeah, you came off with 1500 but the person who bought it for $1,000, guess what? They know that shit's worth $50,000. And they will hold it. Yeah,
0: it. It's like that with everyone. Uh, um... Uh, a stock Mm-mm. or a share it's
1: not Mm-mm. a share you don't want to dish it out like a share Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. you, you want to hold on to that shit but even with stocks you want to hold like hold on to stocks you want to hold on to crypto and stuff like that obviously there are some that are only meant to be quick flips or you know what a lot of people call like day trades and stuff like that but there's higher taxes for day trades and i'm sure the same thing with nfts like you ain't gonna you're not gonna buy an nft on saturday sell it on monday and expect you know more than just the initial profit so if you go and you buy you know an nft for five thousand dollars yeah you're going to get taxed at 30 percent because you only held it you held it for less than a year so the idea is to buy the nft hold it for a year and you know when the value hopefully is at its highest and if you don't want to hold it just know for a fact you're going to hit with capital tax or at least be prepared to you know have that capital tax. So, if you, again, you buy it for fucking, you know, $5,000, put some money aside just in case the fucking IRS decides, you know what, like, we, we saw you made a purchase or you ended up getting $5,000, like, we need our cut. Mm-hmm. You never know what the government. So, just always set money aside knowing that they're going to want their cut, too.
2: Okay. So,
0: at step four, after you set up a wallet, the fifth step is you connect your wallet. And mm-hmm. then that's when
1: you create an NFT. Yes. So basically for creating that NFT the process is you create your account, on like an open C and things like that. Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You connect, you know, you, you create that account first. I would personally just create an account on all those platforms. Just to try them out. You don't have to go and put your NFT on it. Just look at how they're like work. Look at other people's NFTs. what they are selling it up for what it looks like. I'm like, Oh, well that's, That's dope. They're selling a piece of art that looks like something that I like would create. Oh, Mm. they're selling it for fucking fifty thousand dollars. Well, yeah, like and then look at their followers. Like, look at their previous purchases. Like, oh, like eighty two people purchased art similar to this. Well, guess what? Like, if they bought it for that amount, I'm new here, but let me go and sell it for instead of fifty thousand, let me sell it for twenty thousand because then I'm starting to drive up that. You know, I'm driving that price towards me. People see Mm. they have similar art. So I'll just go to the lowest price, the lower price right now. And then that's how you end up building that clientele with your NFTs. After you do that, next thing you know, you know, you got people buying fucking, you know, hand over fist NFTs for you. That's what you want.
2: Okay.
0: Again, y'all, this is not legal financial advice. We are not professional. Mm -hmm. We are just uh, self-educating each other and whoever wants to listen. Um, We went over, where do you start? with the nft we went over what an nft is we went over um platforms that you can have a wallet on or sell or buy an nft what else did we go over we went over um what a blockchain is all of this information is on the internet my thing is there are websites just dedicated to going through everything that is crypto. There are videos that I've been watching on YouTube that are free to watch on everything that is NFT. I just wanted to do an episode on it with Greg because, like Greg, like myself, being a brown-skinned person living in America, we are already automatically at least 400 plus years behind in wealth compared to any mm-hmm. other. And so when people say, you know what, this is a prime time for us to create wealth for self. I am irritated by the people who will sit and kiki key key in their ignorance of not knowing what mm-hmm. this is. At a prime time of it, it doesn't have any government rules yet. So why not partake in something that has no government rules yet? It's kind of like podcasting for me. Podcasting mm-hmm. has no rules yet. So why wouldn't you come in and make it your show, your
1: own before it has rules yet? Exactly. Yeah, I've, I've always been told by people who don't have what the fuck I need to do like oh yeah don't start another podcast like don't know nobody podcast I was like okay y'all were telling me this shit in fucking 2012 2013 2014 if I would have like not listened to those people I would have had a podcast back in 2012 2013 I would have had honestly over 6,000 episodes I counted I fucking counted at the rate that I podcast how you podcast Yo, that's over 6,000 episodes that's yeah. 10 years of podcasting. Um, yeah. But a lot of people are just, honestly, they're scared to do things. Trust me, I'm one of those people. I was always taught, like, yo, like, don't be the first to do anything. But guess what? You can still be the first person to do things. You just ain't got to tell everybody about it. Because the moment you tell everybody, they, they are the ones who are going to put that doubt in your head. Oh, no, nah, don't do that shit. Like, that make sense. NFTs, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, bro, like... Every like,
0: like the girl, like the, girl that that shit, was the girl that was on your episode talking about crypto how her dad didn't
1: bro this is deep <laughs> when, when she told me that you I know for a fact you heard how I, I sound I'm like what the fuck? what yeah because he
0: followed what her mom said like it, like him being crazy and insane
1: yes do you know how much money he yo, that's like that's not even like life changing money. Like this life changing money was like you know what like your life might change a little bit, but yeah, like no, that's that. I'm talking about life changing, not just for you, but for four generations. I'm talking about your kids, kids, kids. That oh, yeah. that is money that people miss by miss. Like honestly, I don't want to say listening to people, but listening and taking the first opinion. Uh, as as a self proclaimed hater, I will let you notice know some people will hate. Because, like that girl in the voicemail earlier, they don't mm-hmm. know no better. Mm-hmm. Or, two, they don't want to let you know that they found out about that information and they don't want you to join. In. Yeah. Well, She got that goddamn NFT, though, right? Yeah. She, she made sure to let us know, I got that NFT. And the reason why is she's like, oh, well, one day I might wake up and it might be worth a million dollars. And it absolutely could. But to tell people, like, you know, put that doubt or that you know that fomo into somebody like oh yeah well I, it ain't really worth anything it's just you know money laundering blah, blah, blah. i'm like yo the fucking the government been money laundering for how long
0: listen and still in debt make it make sense still
1: still yo when you know I, I tell people this and i you and i talked about this i even talked about it on that crypto episode about homeboy who tweeted that thing back in 2012 he was like yo like, I wish I would have kept my uh, my Bitcoin. He bought in at $0.06 cent and he sold it at $0.30. Cent. He had 1,117 Bitcoin. That was in 2011. Mm. Right, right now, that Bitcoin, well, at the highest peak, I'm sorry, at 68,000. He had 1,000. Let me see if I can get the calculator up real quick because that's math that's so fucking long it's hard to actually just look at the amount of zeros that are on that so 68 if the
0: the possibility of how many millionaires can come out of thin air by by nfts or crypto does not excite you why are you why are you living (laughs) this shit is
1: insane I had to do the math. I had to take a second to do the math. I said he had 1,117 of Bitcoin back in 2013 or 2012. I'm sorry. Right now at that highest peak of last year when it was at 68 grand, he would be worth Mm $75,956,000. Let me see. And I just want to be clear. Sold Bitcoin uh, zero zero six. Um, ironically, the dude's name is Greg. That, that I think that's what pissed uh-huh. me off the most. So, so he's, the, the, the tweet was, and I, I was wrong. He said, "I wish I would have kept my seventeen hundred Bitcoin at six cent instead of selling them at thirty cent. Now that they're eight dollars, so let me go ahead and do that math all over again because I was wrong. I said seventeen cent. Uh, I'm sorry, one thousand one hundred seventeen. Right? Mm-hmm. He would actually. Oh my god." So, if he would have sold all of his Bitcoin when it was at its highest at sixty eight thousand, he'd be worth one hundred fifteen million six hundred thousand dollars. Can you imagine if somebody told you, you know what? I don't know too much about these NFTs, but don't get into it. But then, hey, son, in five the, years, eh, okay,
0: the most expensive NFT ever sold, and it was called Every Day. The first five hundred days. I think it was music for Mm -hmm. $69.3 million. Mm -hmm.
1: Yo, without sounding disrespectful because I don't want people thinking like I'm completely like, you know, an asshole when it comes to NFTs or shit like this. Yo, I'm not on this earth to give a fuck about what other people do with their money. I'm trying to be rich, not like I I don't want to be famous. I just want to be rich. I want to be wealthy and rich. But rich comes first.
0: I want to be wealthy. You can, I want to be. Well, here's the thing. Oh, go ahead. I want to be wealthy to the point where all I got to worry about is my feelings today.
1: Exactly. everything else is prepared. <laughs> <laughs> like What? Yeah. Like for, for me, I have to be both, though. Like I have to be rich in it, you know, in order to afford the luxuries that my family would need, but I want to be wealthy to the point where I can literally, like, I would never have to look at my bank account. Like, I, I'm not going to say that, you know, what I used to think was, oh, if I hit the Powerball, I'm still going to go to my everyday job. Absolutely not. I'm going right. to be talking different. I'm going to be walking different. I'm going to be doing things differently. So when I say I want to be rich and wealthy, the rich portion means that like, oh, I still have tasks to do. Like now I have my own health insurance i have to deal with i have to deal with like you know what i gotta move somewhere that i'm not at because people gonna know when you're rich
2: mm-hmm.
1: when you start driving around in fucking teslas and you all of a sudden you got a fucking house like you know for us living in an apartment imagine us going from in a like a two-bedroom apartment to a fucking like seven bedroom house I'm like okay something a little bit fucking different here like s- some shit don't add up and i think that
0: tax-wise the irs doesn't know how they can go after someone for Mm -hmm. having such a come up without any government proof
1: Mm -hmm. and that's why that's why there are a lot of people they don't when i say they're like rich they are definitely crypto rich what a lot of people do is when they make this money off of crypto yes they take a portion of that and they apply to their everyday lives and that's their livelihood but there are a lot of people who do something called staking which is the equivalent of going and say if you have like that same 1700 bitcoin right you mm-hmm. stake that you would stake like 700 of that 1700 you stake that and what you do is you actually make money off of that so that becomes your way of creating building your wealth so a lot of people pay their mortgages from their crypto i have a friend who she was not on the show and she was like great i pay my mortgage in my crypto from what i stake she was like make like twenty six hundred dollars a month in crypto and it's it's not taxed at a high percentage you know guess what like it's not regulated so she ends up making money from that and the government can't do a fucking thing about it she's like greg like i I haven't paid my mortgage in four years because i've been in crypto for four years all the money that she's made from bitcoin ethereum and stuff like that is the same thing so when it comes to like nfts imagine knowing that you're selling NFTs, the same things you would do. Like homegirl said, oh yeah, I made this painting, I made this art, and I go to an art gallery and try to sell it for five hundred dollars. Yeah, you can sell it for five hundred dollars, but you won't know the like the value of it in five years when you can't find the origin of where it is. That's why digital is the way to go. The reason why digital is the way to go, you can follow the paper trail and the breadcrumbs of, okay, I sold it to this person in fucking 2022. So in 2025, when four more people have bought it, I can say, you know what? Follow the digital wallet. Follow, you know, you the wallet that they told.
0: All over the world are living yes. off of artwork from mm-hmm. other artists that they physically purchased and they have in their homes or their studios. And the way that they fund their lives is from allowing museums and galleries to borrow that shit for a show or a few months and they pay them out money on top of what that's worth and that's why Jay-Z was like Mm -hmm. been buying artwork that's why Swiss B's been buying artwork and just sitting because Mm -hmm. no matter what Year after year, that shit is just like duplicating kind of like an NFT in worth Mm -hmm. by them having the original, not a copy, not a print, but the original. Mm -hmm. And that is how so many people have created wealth generation after generation because they sit on that shit. And when they feel like maybe their great, great grandchildren might want to sell it,
2: Mm-hmm. It's kind
0: of like how the NFT works, as mm-hmm. far as certificate of ownership, but not physically having to have this Basquiat painting in my hands to be mm-hmm. like a
1: profit. But but and a lot a lot of that shit, like even with NFTs, started as a result of people not wanting to have a physical piece of. They want to claim it. They just don't want to hold on to it. There have been more pieces of art that have been lost in damages like water, fire, transportation, yes. and things like that. If it's digital and it can still hold the same value, why the fuck do I need the physical form of it? Like, yeah. I know I own it. You know I own it. And here's the thing. like, Imagine you, Shan, like, uh, like anybody like us, just like Average Joes, right? We own a Basquiat. You and I, we know we own a Basquiat because guess what? We own a fucking Basquiat. But mm-hmm. if somebody's coming into your fucking house, it, unless they are an art connoisseur, somebody who knows about fucking Basquiats, when they come in, they're going to see it as another fucking piece of art. They're going to be like, all right, cool. like He got art on his wall. Great. Like They don't see the, like, the value in that art. And the reason why they don't is because they don't know how much you paid for that shit. Mm-hmm. NFTs are the exact same way. The only thing is, the only way you can... Potentially lose the value of that NFT is by losing your keys, meaning losing your like your seed phrase. When it comes to like your crypto and stocks and stuff like that, proof of wallet where it's stored. Exactly, there are more people right now that have lost their Bitcoin and stuff like that because they lost their seed phrase. They forgot about. There are so many coins that are unclaimed in crypto. That's why people like they don't even realize they are billionaires right now because they even forgot. In fucking 2012, when they bought it, they were like, "Man, fuck, Bitcoin, yeah. whatever." Right now, there's a dude. Right now, he's been dumpster diving in Europe for the past four years. I lied to you. Not you can Google this shit. He's been looking for his uh, his Ledger wallet, his Ledger Nano, for four years because he looked and realized how much Bitcoin he purchased in 2012. He said he purchased like over five thousand Bitcoin. Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That. Now, you heard what I said about the guy, Greg, who he was worth over one hundred and fifteen million dollars at the highest peak. Right. Imagine you knowing you bought a piece. and I'm trying to tie it into NFTs. Imagine, you know, for a fact, you bought an NFT from Shan right now. Mm -hmm. Shan gets a piece, you know, she sells a piece of NFT for fifty dollars. Right. Then all of a sudden, you know what? You become like a a famous artist and all all these things. Now, your your art is worth seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars a piece. Like a Basquiat or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. You have the original, like, artwork—the digital artwork—the NFT from Shan from fucking 2022, and it's 20, it's 2030, 2032, whatever you want to call it. I'll just say 2030 to be fair. 2030, you go back and you look at that NFT you bought from Shan at 2022. That shit is worth now from the 100 dollars, 50 dollars you bought it. That shit is worth over a million dollars. Because you just simply held on to it. That's how generational wealth is like held. And, you know, even tying it back into stocks. Earlier, like like 20 minutes ago, I mentioned Apple. 1982, Apple was worth four cents. Four fucking cents. This shit is worth $172 today. There was somebody who said, you know what? This is worth four cents. I'm going to throw $200 at Apple in 1982. They're set. They're set right now. They don't have a fucking care in the world. That's why when, you know, again, when people go and tell you, like, yo, like, I don't understand it. Let them not understand it. You do the fucking research. That's why, you know, Shan started the show by saying, like, we're not financial advisors and stuff like that. And, to you know, to do your own research, because trust me, you doing your own research is going to make you rich.
0: Yeah, it's um, basically the point of the NFT is to allow buyers to stay their home. The original copy of a digital uh, Mm -hmm. work or creation, but also be able to set um, profit instantly on that work to Mm -hmm. various people depending on what they would like um, to sell it for versus what someone would like to buy it for as a certificate of ownership. I think um, NF- NFTs can be a legitimate investment. Um, just to make sure that you have something that is a better bet long term than sitting at a job for 30 fucking years waiting till you're 50 to use your 401k. Like that's the insane part. Like it's making the things that are set up in this structure of how our parents been living and struggling and how we've been living and struggling to get things that will give us the quote unquote good life. We can get the good life overnight now. And that's the frustrating part for everybody yes. does not understand it. Mm-hmm. I'm because I'm you, always it has been the frustration of why the fuck would I want to live till I'm, to wait till I'm 59 to use my money that I've been working hard to put away for the last 30 years or 40 years.
1: hmm. There's going to be a lot of people because when it comes to like fiat, like U.S. dollars and stuff like that, like fiat has value, but to us, that's why when you go to like a different continent or something like that, that that dollar that you brought over there, it could be worth more. It could be worth less. When it comes to like digital currency, like that value holds across the fucking board. Across. So so
0: let's say. Let's say. Um my n f t that's five thousand dollars in United States if someone wants to buy that five thousand dollar n f t in um China, it's worth China's five thousand yeah exactly
2: that
1: that's exactly how it works
0: and like that's they why to, they, they to, are hurting because when you move the American dollar or another country's dollar it goes up and down you know the euro goes up and down depending on what it is and it's kind of like other government systems can't put a stake in it either it's not just the united Mm -hmm. states everybody's affected by this shit
1: yeah yeah the u.s. doesn't want to be able to share the wealth even with the rich like when it when it comes to the rich like yo like you know they have offshore accounts and shit like that a lot of the people that are rich i can guarantee you as sure as i'm black they own nfts they own (laughs) crypto and the reason why is because they can't make money anymore off stocks stocks are more volatile but they also are more structured since they have structure and all that like you're going to get that 1099 in january hey by the way uh We saw you doing a lot of trades. We saw you doing a lot of day trades. We saw you doing a lot of quick flips and shit like that. Like they gunning for you But when it comes to like NFTs and crypto and stuff like that. The government hasn't figured out a way to regulate that. So I want to just put this in, you know, this bug in people's ear when it comes to it, though. Whenever the government does decide, you know what we're going to do, we're going to start regulating. Well, guess what? You already in it now. They can't regulate some shit you did before they got here. They can only regulate up to the point where they started doing this shit. That's what pisses them off the most. They're already crypto and NFT millionaires, billionaires that are like, you know what? I've already made my money and the government can't do a fucking thing about it. So since they can't do anything about it, you know what? I'm going to just be rich. And when I do want to take my money, guess what? I can take it. And it's not a fucking thing they can do other than capital tax. They can't say, Oh, where'd that money come from? Yo, like, it, it was considered a transaction and there's nothing you can do. You can't go and tell me. I, I swear, like that's the fucked up part about it. And a lot of people, that's why they keep their money in like the cryptos and NFTs, you know, and people give it the, the, hey, it's money laundering. I'm like, I'm like yeah, in a sense it is money laundering, but it's also completely clean. So yeah, there's going to be a lot of like nefarious reasons people use crypto and NFT, but guess what? That don't have to be you. You can say, you know what? I, I made my money off my fucking NFT because I'm using the same rules that were applied to everybody else. Crypto and NFTs have an even playing field and the fucking government hates that shit because the government, trust me, they will tell you, hey, nah, we're going to take our fucking 20, 30 percent that you're going to give us. And then at the end of the year, we're going to send you a 1099 that you got to go and file on your tax. And guess what? You are still going to owe us more on that. And we didn't do a fucking thing for you. You're the one who spent your own money. Nope, not no more. <sighs> yeah. a yeah, it's a lot yeah it's a lot but we there's a lot of good stuff Yeah, we, Shane, we're going to be rich <laughs> now, speaking into existence um, n- not, not because we're going out and like sinking trying to get money there's just too much fucking money floating around and people aren't going and grabbing that shit because like the person in the voicemail earlier they don't want to learn that shit trust me I want to learn that you know i guess we can do another episode like even with like the uh like the academies and stuff like that google academy where people are going and getting like not degrees but they're getting like the i want to call them licenses and stuff like that but they're getting those uh like things where it's like you know hey i'm verified i'm certain the certifications they're getting certifications instead of getting degrees because Mm -hmm. the certifications are giving them more money and the government hates it like yo like you know wait you trying to tell me like I can get a starting job at fucking one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year with a certification. Yeah, Yep. Like oh, Expect- I got to go to school for fucking four or five years.
0: Yeah. Tech jobs say? are tech jobs are killing the titles and jobs that people went to college
1: for. Hmm. Yeah. So here's the thing: if we are, if we know that to apply in real life, why are we not adapting to and? attempting to use technology and digital for what the fuck it's here for if we know for a fact intent like if you when i who was i talking i think i was talking to either my mother or my aunt this was a couple weeks ago and we were talking and they told me like greg you realize like there was no such thing as a debit card like, there there was no debit cards. There was no, you know what, we're going to go to the fucking ATM and take out cash. Like, you had to physically walk into a bank and get like actual, like hard earned cash and spend it that way. Now, I don't even have to carry my wallet. I can literally like go to fucking Walgreens and say, you know what, I got my phone. I'll I'll tap my fucking phone or just have it sitting in the air, floating in fucking midair and doing that. Digital has been the way to go for the last four or five years. And the reason for that is, the technology is there, people were just scared to use it. When Apple wallet came out, people were like, Oh, what, what what do you mean? I gotta like I can connect my, my credit card to my phone, so whenever I go places, I just gotta like do that now, man. You know how many people were like, yo, I don't even carry a wallet anymore. All my shit is on my phone. Like, oh.
0: My kids are grown and out dating. They could be like, Mom, I I I broke up with them. I'm like, Why? This man pulled out a wallet. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm telling you. You want you you want you to know what's so funny is I'm waiting for that tweet to come up on Twitter because you and I are not gonna have a good laugh about that shit. Some some person on Twitter is gonna be like, "What well, y'all still dating men that wallets Wallace instead of using?" Exactly. Pay? I'm telling you, yo. When that shit happens, I'm I'm literally gonna sit there and laugh. I'm hoping I'm, you, after we get off you, of here, let me tell you how Bobby from um the Bobby
0: Dollars podcast right. Mm hit my DMs, and he was like, how do you video record um, the clips? I've been trying to do it, but I don't know how to do it. So I, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to send you clip for clip, step for step, so you can do it yourself. He was like, oh, never mind. You got iPhone. I, I got Android. I said, sir, I can't help you. hmm <laughs> Like, and that's that's, that's going to be the people who are late in trying to catch Mm -hmm. up to this NFT shit when it's too late, not because they didn't know or they weren't aware because when they should have taught themselves or did the work to figure out what it is, they didn't want to, they wanted it to be given to them. And when things are given to you, it's always too late.
1: Hmm. but you, you have to take the shit at the end of the day like if you see the opportunity take that shit because the moment you don't you're gonna be like all them people like i said in 2011 about that fucking bitcoin Yo, oh, like i wish i'd have done it like how much money i could have made if i'd done like it doesn't even have to be about crypto and nft it could just be like any fucking thing imagine the opportunities you didn't take looking back at them and what you could have done with the opportunity given to you and you didn't because somebody told you they didn't understand it so you shouldn't either that stuff is so fucked up and half the people who tell you that they don't want to do the research that they don't understand it i can guarantee to you they have like that that lady they have it and the moment that they make money from it they ain't gonna tell you they made money they're just gonna go on their merry fucking way yo like that free nft i got in 2022 and 2024 that's just worth seventy five thousand dollars now i got a uh, down payment on a home from some free shit. I feel like,
0: I feel feel like this is how people who have like IULs beat the system when they become their own bank from what Mm -hmm. they invest into this insurance account. If I put, if I I buy a policy that's an IUL for 250K and I have it sitting here, I can borrow from it by leaving, let's say if it if the month if the monthly amount is five k, I can borrow four k every month to pay out all of my expenses and shit and live off of it and still make profit percentage. Let's say six percent on that one hundred k that I keep li- leaving in this two hundred fifty k policy. mm Hmm. And a lot of people do that shit, and a lot of people don't, and the people that don't do it are the ones who are funding the banking system and the financial system yep. and and not creating wealth off of those uh, IUL policies because let's say if you had let's say if you had four different IUL policies with different places, why would you need a bank? You would just mm-hmm. have to figure out how to live within your means and make profit off of what you're investing in.
1: Mm-hmm. The what? part about it, though, Shannon, is most of those banks borrow against the money that you give them. Yes, for like personal loans and shit. Like, yeah, yeah, we borrowing against that shit, like the, the savings accounts and stuff like that. When you end up getting fucking two or three percent back. And when you see a credit card and a fucking APR be a 17%, like, yo, like when you think they're getting the fucking money from dummy, like it's, it's from you. Yeah. So
0: that, like, for I'm me just, with like, if I don't, if I don't work for myself after this and I end up working for another company and they'd be like, we have 401k. I'm just like, fuck it. I don't need it. We have, uh, mm-hmm. uh, li- your, uh, life insurance.
1: You could get to the job. Fuck it. I don't need it. I have my own policy.
0: <laughs> just give me my check. Yep.
1: Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yo, like, I would love to just, you know, like, at 35, like, the, the older I get, I look back at the past, like, 10, 15 years. I'm like, yo, like, the amount of money that was wasted on frivolous shit that could have gone into investments. I, I wish I'd have done it. But that, it, I, a part of it was the education I was given was miseducation of stuff that I didn't need. I did not need to know the Pythagorean theorem, I needed nope. to understand like poor money habits versus good money habits you know instead of going and getting that old navy credit card and shit like that like going and investing money properly and other things getting a real estate license instead of going and saying you know what like what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go to the club this weekend like do- doing things like that they can actually benefit you not for six months but for six years 60 years if you play it right so when we talk about like stocks crypto and nfts and stuff like that i see it now at 35 but these opportunities weren't there for you and i like do you remember how taboo it was for people to have a fucking like an iphone they were like oh iphone like no i got my fucking flip phone it has the little, the little window that you can actually so use when- a web browser and it took two yo. Like, i don't remember when i the- Yo, I thought it was completely taboo when I had a T-Mobile sidekick and I was like, yo, this shit do the same fucking thing my computer do. Like, it got a web browser, bro. Like, I can use AOL Instant Messenger. Blackberry. Yo, oh, and even the fucking Blackberry. Like, that was iMessage before iMessage. Oh, I could talk to anybody. All I had to do, like, use the fucking uh, BBM like, code and shit like that. Come on out. Now. now we're at the point where literally you can go and FaceTime somebody. Like, you could Facetime on on your phone and stuff like that, but now we've reached that that digital age of like the Oculus, the Metaverse, and all that other stuff like that. But you're going to if we're going into a world that's all digital or trying to adapt to being digital, you have to be enriched in that culture. So you want to be able to have digital money for a digital world. And somebody's like, "Oh, well, you know, I, I don't want to deal with the Metaverse." You don't have to deal with the Metaverse. You can make money from that shit. NFTs, the Central Land, uh Nifties, um, OpenSea, and shit like that. A lot of NFTs that are being sold are being sold to people who are applying those avatars, that art and shit like that, to the fucking metaverse. So they're buying NFTs and applying it to the fucking metaverse. That and the Matrix NFT I was talking about an hour ago. Yo, like people are buying those matrix NFTs because they plan on using it as an avatar for the Fucking metaverse, so they can walk around looking like one of those characters. That's for me. I know it sounds ridiculous, but yo, if I can make money off the backs of people wanting to do what they want to do with what they get, well, you got them right. I'm gonna do it. What I look like,
0: this is gonna make so to, many, you gonna
1: give me 7,000. This is gonna make so many more it's people gonna, start live off. Grid. Yo, and, like, w- we have <laughs> to figure out a way to retire. Like, and when I say retire, I'm not talking about the whole like oh we're gonna retire early and then we're gonna go and do shit like host parties or we're just gonna go and go to a fucking different island every two weeks. No, that, that's what we fuck up right there. Like when I say retire, I'm talking about full fledged, like yo, like I'm straight, my kids straight, my family straight. Yeah, kids, and kids. Even after that, like kids, kids, kids. Yeah, that's was- what we fuck up. we we, we stop at the, the generation that we currently have here. Yeah. And then we were trying to figure out, like, yo, like, our kids went to college because we paid the college off with the the Powerball money. But you know what we did with the other fucking $5 million? Fucked it off. I know. We, oh, we, we went to fucking every island over the summer. I had a friend who their, their parent died, right? So mm-hmm. rest in peace to her. Her parent died. And that entire fucking summer blew through over $50,000. Just gone. The dude she was dating at the time, she took him to a fucking island for two weeks, went just blowing money, drinking and smoking, stuff like that. When they got back, guess who breaks up with her? Because he's done. And that, that's a story for another day. But when I say, like yo, make sure that the money that you get, you put some of that shit aside, not just for you and your your leisure. You can still go and buy your Jordans and shit like that. Put some fucking money aside for the way that you're going to continue to make money. That money has to work for you. NFTs, to me, in my personal opinion, they work for you for the foreseeable future. When somebody says, "Yo, like I don't understand NFTs or NFTs ain't gonna be here for a long time," that's a uh-huh. goddamn lie. Because if if the world is talking about it and it making a big stink about what it don't do, that means it do exactly what the fuck they don't want it to do, which is everything. Uh-huh. Every fucking thing. I've heard more people say, "Oh man, like." I don't understand NFTs. I ain't going to get into that shit. That that sounds like mon, uh, money laundering. Well, guess what? Trump, money laundering. Politician, money laundering. Fucking uh, executives and like musicians and shit like that. When you hear about, oh, money laundering, guess what? What do you think they putting the shit at? Snoop Dogg's into fucking Decentraland. Migos are talking about, hey, we doing NFTs for our albums and shit like that. Wu-Tang did fucking NFTs 10 years ago, 2012. Like, nah, nah
0: I is- so... Um... Nas sold a lot of his uh, his music rights to
1: drop
0: um, mm-hmm. as an NFT.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah. guess what? He don't ever have to fucking work again. He never has. He don't even have to. He can do shit now just for leisure. You know what? I'm going to just put out an album every fucking year. I don't even care if y'all like it. Because guess what? What you going to tell me? I make so much fucking money. It's ridiculous. But, you know, I guess time and then because I don't have much more but NFTs, like, a lot of people want to talk about it, stuff like that. I would, I just love the fact that we have this episode now in 2022. So yeah. those same people that we're going to hear from in a year or two, when they're like, yo, like, these NFTs now tell me some more about it. Like, nope, just go back and listen to the episode. <laughs> yeah. And, or, you know what, Shane, which is so fucked up, but, you know, I, I feel, like, really petty about it, but I love it. Episodes like these, they can stay up for a year or two. But once that shit gets popular and people start talking about crypto and uh NFTs just pull it down and make them pay for it like oh no no that that episode
2: Mm-mm.
1: you you want to go back and god forbid if i ever figure out how, a way to like you know instead of having like exclusive podcasts making it so that like we can have NFT podcasts the rest is fucking history the rest is fucking history i'm like hey no nah, I'm, I'm selling this as an NFT man yeah, okay. and I, I know how you know everybody's kind of pissed off about the dude, uh, Joe Rogan and shit like that. They mm-hmm. uh, Spotify pulled down a hundred of his episodes, right? That motherfucker! I guarantee you, he's gonna sell them fucking 100 in a hundred episodes NFTs and end up making more money because that that's uh, that's the mind of I don't know if that's what he's going to do. That's my mind personally. I'm like, oh, you wanna pull down my episode? Cool, I'll sell it to people who want to hear it but instead of them getting it for free because they got a, a Spotify subscription, I'm going to sell that shit for $29.99. Deal with it. Because somebody <laughs> won't buy it. And Here's the thing. You can, like, with NFTs and stuff like that, yeah, after you bought it, you can do what you want to. You can share it with all your friends and stuff like that, but guess what? I've already made my money from you.
2: Mm.
1: So have fun. Lord.
0: come mm-hmm. not- on this is good, Greg.
1: Yes indeed. Good
0: information. Um I hope anybody that listens to this episode or been listening um wrote down some things. I know I wrote down some things. I know I have some things to look at. Um I just I'm really sitting on a lot of I create a lot. Um it's not just podcasts, it's not just art. It's not just writing. It's not just like to be in here on having so many things that I've created that are original and to have an option as an outlet. The only thing mm-hmm. that's in between me and my money is my knowledge of.
1: That's yeah. it. Well, and why? And yes, what do you want to leave? <laughs> Just make sure you leave, you know. Like, you obviously have your podcast as like a time capsule, but you know what yeah. else is a good time capsule? Unlimited fucking money. Can't wait. One day, one day, <sighs> one day, you and not going to be sitting there and be like, yo, like, yo, like, I sold an NFT, man. You know, to me, I don't, you know, I thought it was only worth this amount, and somebody offered me this, and I took that shit. You got damn right. Craig, remember when I used to work for a living? <laughs> but exactly, like exactly yo th- there's I'm telling you like these are opportunities for people to honestly do what the fuck they want with their lives you know how many people can draw it can fucking like i have a friend who like does tattoos and shit i'm like yo, like do you like yes. you imagine just selling like digital tattoos nobody's thought about that shit yet but me and i'm sure i'm sure somebody has but in, in my mind i'm like yo nobody's ever thought it to the extent that i'm thinking it it's like yo like why don't you go and take those drawings of those tattoos that you've done for other people like that history of tattoos and stuff and sell them digitally so people can go and say you know what i want to apply that to those those matrix nfts those avatars and stuff like that like shit like that that will make you money just like hand over fist artwork like yo like i'm doing this like even you know with your your podcast journal digital nft come on now get, fucking man." $25 a pop. Give 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 me the money. Get all of it. All of it. All of it. And get while it gets good. Yeah, there's only 50 of these. There's only 50 of these. What would it do, baby? What it do? I need I need a hundred and actually, you know what? I, I ain't gonna put a price on it. I ain't gonna put a price. Just know the price of the brick has gone up after this episode. Now now, now we on money talks, and I I love me some money talks. So Hopefully, y'all get y'all shit together, because Shan and I, now that we've talked about NFTs, I don't want to hear from you motherfuckers in two years. Hey, I should have listened. Nope. Mm-mm. Every fucking thing that, you know, for a fact, Shan, that I've told you and I've said, and I, like, groups and stuff like that, it's come to fruition. So when we talked this NFTs, in eight months, when everybody was like, yo, man, I got to figure out how to, you know what, like, you know, how can I do these NFTs? How can I be down? Loud mouth stereo we We, we mm-hmm. did a fucking podcast in February. Let me send you an episode hold on mm-hmm. yeah here's the n f t link for the fucking episode that we talked about n f t is only gonna cost you twenty five dollars it's minted, so there's only twenty five of them but you know what you could be exclusive it It could be for you mm-hmm. again, not financial advice just 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 telling you a good game, so yeah, gotta be over here trying to figure out what kind of say. <laughs>
0: doing our knowledge and due diligence on NFT. So, if you guys need NFT help, this episode will be up uh, by Monday on La Mouse Stereo Podcast. This will be episode four. You can find Greg on Young Black and Bother Podcast. You can find myself on She Gets a Pod. Um, don't be late to create. That's it. Her.
2: That needs my fucking shirt. Hey.
0: Energy. So many ways for so many people. Um, get it while it's hot. The um donut uh their hot sign is on. Okay. Um oh my lord. My name is Shan. That is Greg. Thank you guys for indulging on another Saturday. It eleven fifty-two 52 on the East Coast. We've been here since 9 30. If you need more information. Just run this episode back, Greg. Mm-hmm. Thank you.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Now you got me over here. I'm on open sea now. Like, yo, like, what's f- <laughs> in? Oh, <laughs> oh,
0: I have in my house.
1: Man, do you understand how
0: signs that have not seen the light of day?
1: Mm-hmm. I'm talking designs, man if i were you i would be on fucking open sea all night just, just prepping just fucking prep we, we we won't talk about it on the back cuz i don't want to give them too much game and then they you know go and do the same thing nope oh we'll we'll talk about it cuz okay. well, you know j- just just as a resource to people you know open sea is an option i said crypto.com you know we talked about the other links you just have to listen back i'm not going to repeat myself but you have a great opportunity ahead of you. You just have to go and want it. You have to want that shit. White people done wanted it for so long, and they've been trying to hold it back from us for years. So, it's about time to be ready. So, mm. hopefully y'all are. Because I'm ready. Man. Mm-hmm. 115. 100, 10, 115 million dollars. He just... <clears throat> i would be on suicide watch. He
0: was at 41 billion last year in
1: market Bruh. but here's the thing with NFTs like you could just literally say you know what like all I really need is $50,000 and you set your price to that with crypto you gotta wait it out NFTs you're like no like the price is the price mm-hmm. can't wait Shane gonna call me one day Greg I retired I know I'm like oh when's the party when's the party Where's the party I cannot wait Mm-mm-mm. it's coming I'm this, a, this is a good one I, I love this episode this made me happy this made my this actually made my weekend I love
0: it so good so good well y'all it's another loudmouth stereo podcast thank you guys for coming this was stereo you can find us on here next Saturday at 9 30 till then don't do anything i want to do but please educate yourself on this nft shit this is not a professional episode these are two people wanting to not live the hard
2: way Mm.
0: good night Mm.
2: peace
0: (laughs) hey do you have the wi-fi password